go share this shit out. Welcome to the pre-show, everybody. David will entertain you with crude comments in a British accent to celebrate the coronation of a new monarch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know the queen died. I, you can hear me, right? Or did you just leave, Dave? Dave just decided to leave. Great. I was all talking mad shit. Here, we'll just put him on solo. There you go, Dave. Go. <laughs> uh, is it me? Maybe my? Maybe I'm not hearing? Check this real quick. Now, I can hear just fine. So, Dave, we're live. Maybe you should leave and come back. <laughs> oh, this guy. Uh, I don't think Taylor's going to make it this week. Uh, he had a... <laughs> he said his... <laughs> he messaged me. Sorry, my computer just shut itself down. So, Dave is having a few technical difficulties. Taylor isn't going to make it. He had a previously scheduled but unforeseen uh, family thing. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure uh, Dave will be back in a minute. But hey, how's everybody's week? Big, huge week for entertainment. We're not going to talk about most of it because I don't give a shit about D23 and these movies and things. Um, I mean, I do. I'm going to watch them and stuff. But I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are live, technically, quote unquote. Dave turned on his computer and it immediately turned off like as soon as we went live. Uh, Taylor's not making it this week. He got a family thing. What are you going to do? What what the hell are you going to do? It's family. Uh, I think D's back. Hi, Dave. Hello again. Man, so when did you cut out? Did you not hear me cutting up about about stuff going on in, in jolly old England? No, uh, I heard you say hello, and that was about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Man, so I rearranged all of my shit earlier to put it really? in order for the show. And now all of my shit is out of order, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, there it is. Hey, Andy. Uh, anyway, yeah, I was saying, you know, the UK. I, I, as soon as I heard that the Queen had passed, I immediately thought of you. <laughs> I know why. I know that's weird. <laughs> I know it's fucking weird. Yeah. But uh, we'll talk about uh, – there's a bunch of shit dropped this week. We'll talk about that in segment one if you watched anything. Uh, D23. We'll mention it. Stormbreakers, trading cards, Dan Sakai, Rocky Horror, just a jump to the left. Uh, a new book at Image Comics. That Rocky Horror? What? Yeah, Rocky Horror is now back at the comic book licensing game. What? What? Oh, she wow. Hulk. Did you watch She-Hulk? I did watch She-Hulk. We'll, I... we'll mention it then. Uh, double dose of food news and then comic reviews. Ooh. Sounds like fun, don't it? Sounds like a packed show. A packed show just for us, too. It's so yeah. nice. It's like throwback. It's like the old days. It is like the old days. Uh, all right, let's do the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. My gosh. What a week, though. I mean, if we really wanted to talk about entertainment, we could. But It certainly does suck. But we're just doing comics. Hey, if you want to listen to all that D23 bullshit, listen to the fucking comic bullies tonight. I'm sure they're going to go off on all this crap. Sound like an extra call in. Great fucking show, you bet. Oh, man. Yeah, Andy had a 
great little show on, uh, on the Outrage Geekery uh, group. It was fucking fantastic. Uh, greetings, geeks. Welcome back to another episode of this Geek and Comics Hour Geek Comic Book Shit Talk Show. Shit Talk Show. Gomer and David Hour. Uh, what's up, bro? Did you have a good week? Do anything I got, cool? I got, I've had a pretty good week. Uh, getting a lot of things done. Uh, the new uh, the new Kill Team set comes out. Well, it should be out. Is that I got Warhammer. That's Warhammer for well, it's in the Warhammer 40k universe. Instead oh of big God, armies, don't, don't get me, don't get complicated on us. Instead of instead of big arm building big armies, you do like a squad of guys fighting another squad of guys. Oh, that's fun. Kind so of it's a, it yeah more intimate. Yeah, so it's it's kind of if you were to like kind of plan out like you know using all the 40k or the Warhammer yeah. 40k properties to plan out like a like a like a campaign, you yeah. can have squad base. Army Fun. base, maybe giant army base like with the Titans, and then you can yeah. have space base. So space base, you know, ship to ship, <sighs> bombarding cool. planets and all that fun stuff. Uh, did you watch any any movies or shows this week? Uh, I did watch She Hulk. The well, we're gonna talk episode. about She Hulk. The latest episode of She Hulk, and I pretty much binged the uh, third season of Masters of the Universe on Netflix. The CGI oh, rad. one rad uh that that's actually, been out for a minute though hadn't it yeah but i hadn't gotten around cool, to watching cool, it cool well uh, i mean go ahead go ahead that's uh for 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 the intended audience it's actually really good the the, the masters two. of the it, new to this yeah. this uh masters yeah. of the universe but um it ended off on it the just i guess i could spoil it At, yeah, it's been He-Man, out for a month or two it's been out okay. for a while well, He-Man basically turned Skeletor back into Keldor. Wow. And they imprisoned him, and, you know, Keldor's, like, <laughs> at, the, at the center of all creation. You can kind of see what's coming, and you okay. have no idea what's coming. And at the end of the final episode, Hordak shows up. And this oh, they're is doing like, another season then, right? Yeah, I hope oh, cool. Hordak well, like shows up, and yeah. this is by far... One of the better designed Hordaks I've seen in a long time. That the the Shira and the Princesses of Powers Hordak wasn't yeah. as great, but this Hordak is. So they like, go bring Shira and the girls in too next. next I, I don't. I don't necessarily know if they will bring Shira in. They but, should, man. Why not? Seems pretty. But, pretty basic. But uh, but bring this Hordak, this Hordak looked like a freaking Nesferatu. Cool. He cool. was cool. I'm not a big He-Man fan. Uh, Hordak, you know, it, you know, on this on a scale of villains, you know, Skeletor yeah. has always been my favorite. Sure. But Hordak. Yeah. Uh, the anime. The Hordak has been pretty cool because he's like. Yeah. Uh, What's the evil He-Man's name? He's he's dope. There's two evil He-Man's. Oh my god. There's the Fakor, which is the Fakor. Uh, robot, and then there's anti-Eternian He-Man. Nah, fuck that. It's all about <laughs> Fakor. That's a dope name. Uh, anyway, a lot of new shit dropped this week. They had Disney Plus Day, where it was so much. Cobra Kai, I haven't even watched the first episode of the new season of Cobra Kai, because there was so much shit. That Moonfall movie came out. Oh, big, dumb, stupid, ridiculous fun. I fucking loved it. Moonfall. Love and Thunder, which I had already seen, but That's... it's cool. Man, the Lord of the Rings just keeps on going. Episode three was fucking. Great. I have not watched that yet. It's dope, dude. It's really cool. Okay, I'm having a lot of fun with the Lord of the Rings show. People are whining about it for this reason or that. It's epic. It's big, huge. I mean, it's a slow burn. You know, they gotta fill up a whole fucking season, so it's a drama, a TV drama. 
Okay, because my my mom, she's been really big into House of Dragons here. Lately. Yeah, I can't get into that show, man. I can't get into the whole Fire and Ice, Game of Thrones thing. I have problems with that show. But those are my problems. I don't care. But you know what show, what movie that came out this week that surprised the fuck out of me? I had such a damn good time. Fucking Pinocchio. The live really? action. Yes, dude. I mean, I was going to this expecting dog shit. You know, I mean, Tom Hanks is in it, and he's amazing in it, as he's always, but it's Tom fucking Hanks. Imagine yeah. Tom Hanks with Geppetto and Fables. Uh, I mean, he could pull it off, dude. I want him to play Molecule Man in an MCU movie. He Just needs one movie to be in an MCU movie. Just one movie Tom, and done, every, Molecule Man. Tom Hanks needs to be in an MCU movie. Yeah. I think hey, Disney, get on that. Disney, yeah, get please. it. He's, I know you're listening, Kevin Feige. But yeah, dude, the Pinocchio, I mean, it's exactly what you expect. It's a live-action fucking Pinocchio. There's like one extra song, a couple extra characters, but man, it works. Joseph Gordon-Levitt does the voice of uh, Jiminy Cricket. I didn't know it was him. I had to fucking look it up. Really? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's just, it's a whole fucking dumb, bunch of dumb, stupid fun. You know, it's... Yeah. How, how uh, critics are crapping how all over it. Yeah, I don't understand is, why the critics are crapping all over it, dude. It's a fucking it kids to, movie. To the to the animated it's a perfect movie. kids movie. How close is it? I mean, how, it's, how accurate is it to the original? Yeah, I mean, they end up in like a sea monster. You know, he goes okay, off monstro. to the circus. You know, but not really the circus. He goes to Pleasure Island and gets the donkey shit going on. You okay. Know? Um. But yeah, dude, I thought it was fun, dude. I just thought it, and I think a big part of it is it surprised me so much. You know, like I wasn't expecting to have that kind of. It tugged at your heartstrings. It tugged at my heart. Name no strings on me. All right, let's do this. <laughs> this week, crappy. It's not crappy. Uh, I guess we could touch briefly on it. D twenty three happened. We got a bunch of shit from MCU. Yeah, we Disney got a lot too. of stuff from MCU. Uh, Disney as well, but we'll focus on the Disney and Lucas films. I mean, for as long as we want to, really. I mean, most of this was already announced. We knew it was coming. We got a trailer for Secret Invasion. We got a dope trailer for Werewolf by Night. That was we'll, awesome, actually. Oh man, that's gonna be a fucking blast. I cannot now, wait which, to sit okay, through that. I haven't, I haven't really sat through and done a whole lot with the D three. The D23 stuff. I have seen the trailer for Werewolf by Night and I have seen the trailer for Secret Invasion. That was it from the MCU. Those uh, are the only but, trailers we got. We got our, an announcement that uh the the thinker, the dude who was in the first Hulk movie, is gonna be in the new Captain America movie. We know what the Thunderbolts team is actually gonna look like. Which uh, is pretty cool. Yeah, they look I mean who all right. The MC, MCU has always had a villain problem, and this is because of the comics. They try to make the villains, you know, good guys and sympathetic. Uh Andy Hold it was a lot, dude. But yeah, I mean I didn't see any of the trailer for Quantumanium. Did they put out a trailer for Quantumania? Um, you can answer whenever, but yeah, I didn't see that if there was one. But anyway, shit looks dope, man. You know, I, I I don't know. If you're not a fan of the MCU right now, I understand. Don't be a fan then. Just wait. You know, just fucking wait. There's no reason to, you know, take your whole life and wrap it around a, a movie franchise and say this has to happen or my fucking life is ruined. It's okay. Okay. Uh, but then we also got the Lucasfilm stuff. Okay. So I didn't know there was even any Indiana Jones stuff. I knew about. No, they about showed off this. footage from the Indiana Jones 5 movie. Ah, okay. Show. So, oh, my. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I know Kang's in it, but they didn't release any footage, right, Andy? Andy's saying, yeah, they did show it off and Kang is in it. I mean, I think we knew Kang was going to be in it, 
But I don't think they released that footage. And that's another big kick in the balls. You know, just come on, Disney. Just come off of it. Just release it. You're going to make us wait two years on some of this shit. You could at least give us a taste. Yeah, just give us a taste. At least the same taste they got at the fucking show, you know. Uh, but I'm stoked for all this. Andor is the one coming up. Andor. Uh, most recent or more recent. You know, Mandalorian sooner. comes out in February. Happy yeah, birthday Ahsoka, to me. Ahsoka doing a thing. Ezra Bridger's been cast for the Ahsoka show. That's oh, fucking cool. Shit. Who do they got to play in Ezra Bridger? Man, he's sort of in. He's been in a few things, but man, it looks just like the dude. It's, it's not the kid amazing. from Dune, is it? No, it's not the kid from Dune. Come okay. On. Well, the kid from Dune does look like that. About Chalamet or whatever his name is. That yeah. dude's gonna cost way too much money for the Ahsoka show, man. Way too much. But he looks know? like Ezra Bridger. Um. Oh yeah, he does. But man, the dude they got, you should look him up, man. He's like his name is Iman, Iman, something like that. I don't know. He, he, he looks just like the motherfucker. It's amazing. Uh, but the Mandalorian had a trailer, and it oh, looks yeah. like it looks like it's setting up the damn uh, the Mandalorian war in a big, huge way, and that's exciting. Willow had a fucking trailer well, that was they, rad. Was it different than the one they showed a while back, or is yeah. it the same one? Everything was different that they ah. showed off. Yeah, okay, because that, that's that, all we got, though. Well, I'm kind of curious about the Tales of the Jedi because that was I actually, heard it's like an anthology. It is an anthology, yeah. but it, it's it's from the comic books. It's uh. The comic books, a lot of the Tales of the Jedi were set very way ahead of the Skywalker era, like thousands of years. Like we're talking like uh, Old Republic, maybe around the time of like Knights of the Knights of the Old Republic. Well, that's before. You mean before then. Yeah, around. Kotor. Yeah, well, they could do that. And that's have, like, the great thing about Star Wars. It already has all these established times, you know. Freed I think Tales Mad, of the Jedi is, and... I think Tales of the Jedi is really going to lead into the uh, what's that new age they got going on at. The Age of the Republic, yeah, or whatever it is. Okay, yeah, the new one. So, Skeleton Crew doesn't have uh, have. Um... That's Ryan Johnson's dealio, I think. Yeah, but isn't that the one with um, Jude Law in it? Oh yeah, it is. It's the one okay. with Jude Law in it. Bad Batch. Bad I... Batch is the animated one. They're getting Bad Batch is season. great. If it if, is, if, so if they if they're following the theories of certain, if they're following along with certain theories, um, we kind of know. Well. We might know where the the dark troopers come from. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the the door is just wide open for this universe. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Good for them. People are like, oh, there were no movie announcements for Star Wars, and it's like, well, no shit. Last time they come out, everybody shit all over them. Everybody Since had... they've been doing TV stuff, everybody's been creaming their pants for that shit. Why would they go to the big screen if you're just gonna whine about the fucking shit they put out? Uh, with that said, Taiki Watiti still got one coming. Uh, what is well, it? Well, there are Red there... Rogue Squadron or red something i think it's know. rogue squadron yeah that's coming out i mean there's a lot of fucking good shit in the there's, pipeline yeah yeah just because maybe they're not ready to show the movies yet because now it seems like they're just doing all these standalone movies kind of uh and they're still all tied into the same damn universe so. oh yeah but uh star wars will just uh streaming stuff for a while yeah i i've heard that uh 2023 they will make announcements for movies but we're not getting a new star wars movie until 2024 I'm pretty sure, and that's going to be the Taiki Waititi one. Well, look at it this way. Star Wars fans have wait, waited a very long time between the trilogies. Yeah. So, I mean, so, and you're, it's you not can like wait you're not a little content. longer. It's not going to In my opinion, you. you're getting some of the best content you've ever got. But, yeah, Star they're Wars. still giving you yeah. great – yeah, they're still giving you great content. Yeah. I mean, right, Mandalorian so alone is worth it. Yeah, there's our big screen news. We'll talk She-Hulk later, but – Otherwise, bleh, I'm not really a fan of, of that screen shit. Yeah, bring it on. I'll watch it when it's out, but I don't really care. 
Uh, but Marvel did announce the new class of the Stormbreakers. Remember when they used to be called the Young Guns? I do. Yeah, so it's Federici Vicentini. It says it right there on the screen. Yeah. Elena Casagrande, Lucas Wernick, Nick Klein, C.F. Villa, uh, Chris Allen, Jan Bazaldua, and Martin Cocolo. Uh, these motherfuckers have been already at Marvel for quite some time. This is just a big sort of thing that they do to say, oh, it's a Stormbreaker artist, you know. Hey, but, it's just that they're going to be retiring some writers here soon or artists. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? A new class comes in. They push them out. So, yeah. Uh, as far go, as I know, none of these motherfuckers are exclusive to Marvel. You can go work on your own projects now. Yeah, so I don't know why they make a big deal out of this. Uh, I guess it's just kind of like, oh, you know, look out for these artists. And it's a fun thing that they do to bring attention to half of a creative team that usually gets, you know, shit on. Uh, but the reason for that is Marvel kind of shits on them. And here's what I mean. If there is a six-issue arc... That, issue seven is probably going to be a fill-in artist. Yeah, they do that all the fucking time. Oh yeah, I mean, if it's going to take a while for the next issue to come out, wait a while, wait a month for the next fucking issue to come out. Why put a, if you're going to spend all this all this time to give these artists, you know, these Stormbreaker artists their love? Elena Casagrande, most no, for example, most known for her work on Black Widow, it was fucking awesome. Yes, but damn it. They had a fill-in artist like every five fucking issues. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you want to respect your artist, respect your fucking artist and give them the book. Don't say, okay, here's the book, but you're only actually going to get a, most of it. Most of the book. Whatever, Marvel. They talk out both sides of their fucking mouth, and I can't stand it. They do. Uh, sorry. Well, look, we'll talk more about those artists, you know, as they drop books. Uh, Dark Crisis number five. Is going to have variant covers where they have trading cards that you can punch out of the book. Here, oh, the banner. No. Yeah, dude. All right. So no. if you want to exactly. All right. So if you don't want a collectible, if you just want to get a pile of cards, you can bring your book home and tear it into pieces, and then have a bunch of cards to collect instead of two covers to collect. There's the first one. Here's your other one. Uh, great issue of Dark Crisis this week. We're going to talk about that later for sure. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can't look at just these trading cards and be like, holy shit, are all these characters in the damn book doing this shit? Yeah. The JSA, the Legion of Doom, the Green Lantern Corps, and Deathstroke and his whole team of fucking B and C list hooligans is kicking it in this fucking event. And it's freaking awesome. I'm adoring every second of it. But I do not like this idea. I don't. I I do not like the idea of, of this idea maiming my comic book cover so I could have. They're not even going to be like fine edge on the cards. It's going to have perforation marks. You know, no matter how fine you pull them out, what are you going to get out and file it down so it looks nice? Just, just, just don't. Just buy the book and don't do it. Don't, don't punch out the cards. Yeah, don't punch out your cards, y'all. This is a bad idea, and DC Comics should feel bad for this. They should. DC Comics should feel bad for this, and it's a bad idea. Uh, moving on, Dogu Publishing. Stan Sakai. This is his new imprint Ooh. at Dark Horse. Ah. He, I don't know if you remember, I'm pretty sure Dave and I talked about this. I think it was right as the pandemic started that Stan Sakai was moving his stuff away from Dark Horse 
I'm taking it to IDW, where yeah, he's been publishing was, uh, Usagi Yojimbo for the past year and a half. It was kind of odd that he was t- yeah. going away from Dark Horse when that was primarily the biggest. That was his. That was his longtime publisher, and yeah, that was like synonymous with Usagi Yojimbo. Yeah, uh, so it's weird that he's moving back. Well, IDW is kind of seeming like it's losing a lot of license, and so maybe Stan read the writing on the wall. Dude, that's exactly what I got in my notes. You're losing Stan Sakai, one of the most – I mean, he's a living legend. Mm-hmm. All right, Usagi Yojimbo sells. You're losing G.I. Joe. You're losing Transformers all in the span of a few months. By the end of the year, they won't have Joe or TF. This might be the biggest loss a small publisher has taken in decades. Uh, it's amazing to me. But How will they recover? Well, here's the thing, and we're going to talk about that in a little while. They have brought in a lot of very well-known creator-owned books, you know, that are making some waves, at least that Wildfires is, you know. But uh, I'm going to mention a few things here in a little bit after this next story um, that may put a shadow on them doing that, you know. Uh, it may just be a temporary thing, but uh, back to Stan Sakai. He's great. He's awesome. He always sells books. I liked what IDW was doing with it. They were taking the old stuff and having it colored. They were uh, putting out, you know, minis, mini series as well as the ongoing series. Uh, Dark Horse never did anything like that. They always just put out the one book. And here's, you know what I mean? And maybe that was Stan's sort of deal. I don't know how the fallout with Dark Horse came. I don't know what kind of deal he got with IDW. Maybe the contract was up. And And he just said, I'm going back. He thought the grass was greener. You know, maybe. Um, We also don't know what Dogu Publishing is actually going to do in terms of stuff outside of Usagi. Um, We do know that there is a show, an animated show, that's going down. Yeah. And it's the second season of that. It's not um, as great as I expected it to be. I don't think Stan's got as much going on in that as we think no. he does. IBW will uh, will look at small press and make sure it becomes mainstream. I mean, we'll see. I have faith in IDW, dude. They've always come around. They've always had good people there. But they've lost a lot of good people in the past year. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have more on Dogu Publishing. I'm sure Stan Sakai's got some, some tricks up his sleeve, some pals that he would like to give some work to. So that's going to be interesting. I'm excited. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah. Uh, sticking with Dark Horse for just a minute, uh, just ahead of the 50th anniversary of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Has um, it been 50 years? 50 fucking years. Um, the movie came out in 75. The musical it was based on came out in 73. That makes better sense. Does that feel it, better? for the Yeah, if we're, going, if we're going by the musical, yeah. If we're going by the musical. Because not the, not the movie. Because the movie is a lot well, no, better well known. It initially I, I flopped. It's a cult classic. It, it is, is now the longest running film in theatrical release. Yes, it is. It, yeah. it, it, it's had that title for a very long time. Yeah. Um. It is also the everybody I, believe, I know has been to a midnight showing, audience participation, Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show, hammered Toast. off their ass on a Saturday night. The Virgin, the Virgin auction, and all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, that that's that's dating me though. Um, yeah. Uh, this is all the Rocky. A little tidbit about the Rocky Horror Picture Show is this is the this is where we get the uh, term Easter egg from. Oh, for sure. Movies. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Yeah. 
so just ahead of the 50th anniversary, Dark Horse now has the Rocky Horror license to do comics based on the property. I'm okay with this because I want to see Rocky Horror sh- shit on the shelves. I think that's uh, they're going to reprint a bunch of stuff, obviously. I don't know where it can really go. I mean, I Dynamite. know that there was a- I, uh, it's a perfect fit for Dynamite. They could cross it over with all of their other horror shit. All of their um, cheesecake stuff fits in with this fucking perfectly. Dude. It does. I, I do. I do see. I do see where you're going with that, and I do agree. But uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, in and of itself, is a self-contained story that ends when. Oh no, dude! We're gonna get the. Uh, Origin of Dr. Frank Furter. We're going to get where meatloaf come from. Uh, <laughs> but I just, That's, I don't no, know. I mean, you're it's, not wrong. You're it, not wrong. It, I know there was a, I know there was a sequel and I know it wasn't very it was, good. Yeah. No, it it's was like bad. bad and not bad on like accidentally good. It was yeah, just bad. It, this is really bad. Yeah, I mean, it was just bad. Painful to watch. Bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun, and we'll talk more about that when it comes. Now we're going to talk last bit of news before She-Hulk, a book called The Electric Sublime. Remember this? Oh, yes, I do. So great. W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morazzo. This is the team that brings you Ice Cream Man each and every month. Just such a good fucking book. This came out in 2016 at IDW. Has it been that long? Yes, I know, right? Wow. It is such a great book, but... And this is what I was talking about earlier with IDW now having all this creator-owned stuff that is under their belt. And they're going to be able to, you know, really push this through. This book is changing names and moving to Image. Uh, what? Yes. Uh, it's going to be called Art Brute, which was the original name of it, uh, okay. W. Maxwell Prince said. But IDW made them change the name. Uh, Art Brute is like the name of the guy in the in the book the electric sublime I, refers I do to remember a, that uh, i do remember him being the electric art. sublime refers to uh like what's that artist's name who uh was big in new york you know the big andy pop. warhol yeah there's a andy warhol reference i think okay anyway this book is like it's so insane dude when a mysterious change in the composition of famous painting begins poisoning the minds of its spectators Margot Breslin, director of the Bureau of Artistic Integrity, must pull must pull famed art detective Arthur Art Brute out of a mental institution and back into the insanity that sent him there to begin with. Um, man, this book is like it's like a trippy meta sort of book that revolves around fine art. And I know that sounds just ridiculously stupid, but man, definitely check this out. But if <laughs> W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morazzo can take their book that was first published at IDW in 2016 and say, nope, I'm not only going to move it, but I'm going to change the fucking name to Image Com- over at Image Comics. So is this going to be that like a reprint? Seem right to me. It's a reprint with a new name. It's the same book, Dave. Wow. And they're just changing the name and taking it to Image Comics. Well, that's very meta of them, too. I mean, it is in a way, but it, I mean, it, it leads me back to this other thing where, sure, a bunch of awesome creators are doing shit over at IDW right now, but can they just grab them up, snatch them up, and take them somewhere else? If it's creator-owned, I would think so. And it's kind of like Bendis and, uh, what was that crime-fighting superhero book he did? Which one? The show, huh? Which one? The one Bendis did, where it was superheroes fighting crime and... 
not fighting crime. It was like investigators. Anyway, fuck it. He took that shit. Oh, all over. Powers. powers, powers. Yeah, he took that shit all over. Yeah, that went to like three or four different publishers. Yeah, it did. Um, Bendis's creator own shit now is at three or four different publishers. You know, all moving to Dark Horse eventually. But yeah, dude, that's just fucked up. Ain't that weird? That ain't that weird that just up. just not that long ago when when Dark Horse lost the license to Star Wars, Aliens, and Predator, we were wondering what's going to happen to Dark Horse. And now Dark Horse seems to be the catch-all for all these great creator-owned. Sure, but it's really, it's really not anything new. No, it's not right? new. What but... we're, it's not new. It's just these companies, these publishers, just kind of trading properties and and stuff that they're allowed to sell. It just seems weird to me. It's well, weird. I think I think that's one of the byproducts of the creator-owned industry too. It's a franchise. It's a license. Yeah, basically, you get the Bendis license. You get the Scott Snyder license. You know, I don't know. Fucking stupid. So I mean, we might end up one day seeing Image Prop or Image Books on Dark Horse. We might see them in IDW. I mean, we're putting... kind of doing that. We're, we yeah. kind of are doing that with Bendis moving his shit around. So I don't know. It's just fucking weird to me. Uh, all right, that's it for news. She-Hulk, episode four, Is This Not Real Magic? Donnie Blaze, what a freaking moron, is using magic out of turn. Uh, Wong wants to sue him, blah, blah, blah. This is really all about Madison. Madison. With two eyes, <laughs> with an eye and a Y. With two where you... and a Y, but not where you think. Where you think it is. Uh, this, this is, this is, this is the, I, I believe that this is the reason why we get Abigail or Abigail? I'm not able it to say it. It's great. Abigail She's, Brand? No, not Abigail Brand. Um, Agatha Harkness back. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> she signed a <laughs> she signed a she signed a contract with a goat, right? a talking yeah. goat. So it's just like yeah, Madison is going to be the conduit to do the the <laughs> end of the season stinger for the throwback to the Agatha Harkness show. Yeah, this is um, this is the biggest player since Thanos in the Marvel yeah. universe. <laughs> so this episode was good. I didn't like it because it had so much action in it. There was a big fight scene at a at a theater. Oh yeah, the when I didn't when, like that. I, I didn't liked care it. For that. I liked it because Wong was like, "Do just be a Hulk." <laughs> yeah, and I mean it was cool in the traditional sense of uh, uh of these shows. You know, there has to be some fight scenes and shit. Yeah, but my favorite part of this was. Jen not being able to define herself, but society defining her for her. Yeah, she can't. And that's like one of the major overarching themes of the show, and people just aren't getting it. There are so many people out there that are just missing the point there. Jen, and it's okay. You're allowed Jen to miss the over, point. But don't shit terrible. on it because you're missing the point. It is terrible that Jen is overshadowed by She-Hulk, and they're essentially the same yeah. person, just one superpowered and... Yeah, not. we've seen. I mean, this is kind of. Like, I hated this guy at the oh, end. Oh yeah, of it. I hated, I hated him. But he came off as like the nice guy. You he know, did. But then he's like, nah, he, I want he... this, not really that. I mean, this is like the antithesis of the attitude that the MCU started with. I am Iron Man. That's Tony Stark fully taking on the Iron Man role, the Iron Man persona. There is no distinguishing between the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Iron Man three kind of looks into that a little bit you know it, it dives into that even a little bit more his relationship with iron man even and the consequences is, that exactly. him as iron man having to deal with or he exactly. as tony stark having to deal with iron man's consequences yeah uh, and but, this is kind of doing the same thing in reverse jen doesn't want to be identified as she-hulk she's kind of saying no i'm not she-hulk i don't 
want to, you know what I mean? And yeah. It's a nice duality there to tell a different sort of story in the MCU. And I'm sorry, it can't all be all out superhero action all the time. That's not what Marvel Comics is. That's not what no. I want it to be. No, it's know? not. I mean, this is this is if we're going by if we're going by the trope that all Marvel movies <laughs> and most Marvel shows follow a formula, this is this is our law and order show. Yeah, this is not following the formula, dude. Moon Knight didn't follow the formula. No, it didn't. You know, a lot of these shows, WandaVision definitely, you know, it created its own fucking formula, really. Um, But yeah, dude, I'm really still enjoying the show. I'm having a fun time. And it's okay if, if people aren't. I'm cool with that, too. And but... we're finally getting, we're finally, in the later <laughs> the season, because of the tease from D23, we're finally going to see a a reborn Daredevil. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited I mean, How for can that. you not be? He's one of the coolest characters in all of comics, really. He's so damn fun. Uh, yeah, but we'll have, it's nine episodes, so we're about halfway there. Yeah. And we'll have a review of the next episode next week. Food news. Mmm, yummy. It's so great. Do you remember the news story that started Food News, like, accidentally? Because I was just so mad, and I'm like, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I, may, I, I remember I did it as a joke. The Mexican pizza. Yeah. It's back. Well, September 15th. September 15th. All yeah. locations. It's here. The food news that started the food news segment on the show. What sucks is I have never had a Mexican pizza that looks that fucking good. You got to make it yourself if you want it to look like that. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, it's back. Now, is that a Mexican pizza on the T-shirt of this person or what? Uh, yeah, he's also wearing a Mexican pizza T-shirt. Damn. Yeah, I want one of those. As well. <laughs> I really do. Uh, uh, so our other little bit of food news is uh, Endless Shrimp is back. Because I had to get a gross one and a cool one. You get to decide which is the gross one and which is the cool one. Cool Mexican one. pizza or unlimited shrimp. Uh, they got new Parmesan bacon shrimp. Here's all the, the look at all. Well, who is, who is giving us Endless Shrimp? Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what uh, I would do? They have shrimp and grits. Oh my god! Where do you think this is? You Louisiana, uh, Argentine red shrimp, shrimp linguine Alfredo, Walt's favorite, which is just fried shrimp and cocktail sauce. Um, garlic shrimp scampi. Ultimate endless shrimp can be enjoyed at participating red lobsters through November six, starting at twenty three ninety nine. Mm. Better go fat as fuck. Well, the shrimp, the shrimp Alfredo sounds pretty. Fettuccine Alfredo sound, does sound pretty good. Yeah. Uh, endless meal comes with your choice of side and an unlimited cheddar bay biscuit. Now uh, the cheddar, endless cheddar bay biscuits. That might be worth just twenty five dollars. That might be worth it. Home. That yeah. might be because the, the um, cheddar biscuit. Who wants a cheddar biscuit? It's pretty oh, that's so good. How uh, ultimate endless shrimp works? Listen, if you don't know how ultimate endless shrimp works, please send your email to outrightgeekery at gmail with your address. I'll have David come by and hit you in the head with a fucking tack hammer because you are an idiot. It's in the title. Ultimate Endless Shrimp. Uh, with that said, I don't like to eat seafood unless I can see the ocean from the restaurant. I don't. I'm not. I don't think either one of these is gross. Oh, you think they're both delicious? I think that I, I have no objections to either one of these. Man, we got to go to Red Lobster, you and me. <laughs> when was the last time you've been to Red Lobster? Look, uh, Bay, here, she's right. Andy sums it up. The Cheddar Bay biscuits are worth it. That's the only reason to go, and it's the best reason to go, and it's a good reason to go. Uh, I, 
since, well, I haven't been to Red Lobster since before COVID. See, I don't. I haven't been to a restaurant in a while either, bro. I, I have been to a restaurant. I have been to a couple of restaurants during the pandemic, but yeah, I haven't been to Red Lobster. Bro. Red Lobster's not like you know. Hey, let's go to Red Lobster. No. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Me neither. But they got endless shrimp, y'all. Let's do com. Man, comics were kind of shit this week. Uh, a lot of my standards failed me this week, y'all. Axe is kind of bad. I'm sorry. The Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, Event, Judgment Day, it's kind of bad. It just is. Um, I'm not having a good time with it. I haven't had a worse time with a Marvel event since Fear Itself. I hated Fear Itself. Um, and all of the X-Books this week were kind of tie-ins, you know, to to that. Um, New Mutants wasn't a tie-in, but it gave us this. I wanted to, I, this is that, that, so <laughs> cringe. <laughs> oh, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. The longer you look, the worse it gets. I oh. mean, it was not great. This is like um, this is like a different take on the fastball special. <laughs> I, it's it's yeah, it's not my favorite take. <laughs> it's at all. the worthy bird of death. <laughs> uh, it had a different creative team this week, so hopefully things will get back up to par uh, next time. Uh, but Punisher number six is definitely an honorable mention for me, um, and this is why. Last page page stinger was Daredevil fucking showing up. This is where this book has been heading since it was announced, and I'm stoked for it. Uh, I will give another honorable mention, but I'm. 100% sure it's on Dave's top three, so I'll skip it. Uh, my number three this week was a dark horse. I was not ready for it. Andy, honorable mention, Dark Crisis, uh, New Multiverse. Is that the Dark Crisis, like, number four? Because that's on my list. It's a different book. I must have missed that shit. I must have missed that book, Andy. Uh, but my number three is Dear Detective by Lieber Mayho. Uh, basically, this is just a bunch of a Lieber Mayho covers laid out sequentially to tell kind of a story. Kind of. But it was really fucking fun because Lieber Mayho murders it. Uh, his number three was Dark Knights of Steel. Dude, I skipped that. I did not get to read that this week. I totally forgot about it until you just mentioned it. Uh, it actually wasn't in the main run. It's like a like an anthology set in that time period. Damn, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a... It's like a one-off tale. Yeah, I didn't even grab any covers for that. I totally fucking forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, Dear Detective, I mean, it was kind of fun because it's like three or four pages of covers telling a sequential story, but then a full page of text to tell you like a story. Oh, Batman all brooding and shit, you know? And then the next three pages are, oh, it was really cool, man. And mm -hmm. Libra Mayo is just fucking amazing gritty ass detective batman i love it so it is libra i i did pick that book up i but i was not going to put it in my it's not really a comic it's not technically a comic but it is beautiful. i mean it, it's it's a really revolutionary thing a, a unique way to present a sequential story in in that way a bunch of covers that he did for detective comics yeah that somehow all work together i can only assume he had this plan from the beginning so bravo Bravo, Lieber. If he did that, he was planning that out a long yeah. time. Yeah, for years. I mean, it took it must have taken him forever to do all those damn covers. So, uh, Dear Detective number one is my number three. Dave, honorable right. mentions. And honorable three. mentions. Um, There's no telling what he's going to yank out of his ass here. <laughs> it was a weird week. All right. I'm going to give you honorable mentions for uh, 
I, actually, the shop did have it, Blade in the Dark. What is it called? Blade in the Dark. We talked about it during the preview show. No, I remember talking about Boogeyman. I remember talking about Rat City or whatever the fuck New it Rat was. City. I didn't get a copy of that either. I wanted to read that, and I couldn't find it. Boogeyman was actually pretty good. Did Boogeyman, you read Boogeyman? Boogeyman was actually pretty good, but I I enjoyed the the one book that I, I was like, I would like to get a, this book, but because it's What was Black it called? Blade in the Dark. Yeah, I got to look for that. I didn't get a copy of that. Uh, Damn. I don't think the shop got many of them, and yeah. I think because I requested it, they pulled it for me. Okay. Um, But, like, I... Like, uh, it was the it was the uh, what I compared to Wolf and Cub. Okay, I kind of remember that. I vaguely remember that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to take a peek and see uh, if I can find it. It's uh, it was. I like it. I like where it's going. It's got that kind of like you know, uh, uh, lone survivor, uh, samurai, Ronin warrior, out cool. for revenge. Cool. Uh, he's going uh, to he's going after the killers of his village. Encounters nice. a a uh, an old lady. Well, he first encounters like a, a farmer, and it turns out the farmer's one a monster. Oh, fun! And, Always wow, fucking farmers, uh, <laughs> dirt people. And uh, then he, then uh, like his, his, he defeats the monster. This old woman comes and like nurses him back to help, and then proceeds to give him information about what he's going to be facing huh. uh, in his quest for revengeance. Wow. Uh, but it's black and white. There's a lot of like single page uh, spread, uh, big old like splash pages okay. in this book. But it, nice. it, I liked it. Um, and I kind of want to see where it's going. It's very uh, more not uh, wolf and cub, but um, the five beat orphan and the five beast kind of vein. Oh, okay, fun. fun. So it, it's kind of like that. Uh, my other honorable mention this week is going to be um, Antioch number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like this. I, th I thought it was really fun. I thought it, it's really good. It's, it's a nice uh, continuation of Frontiersman. It basically was a Frontiersman book. It is, but this guy right here is kind of, he's, he's like Namor. Lead, but yeah, he's kind of Namor ish. He's uh, kind of he like fun, a, dude. He, was he fun. is fun. He is fun. But I think he is trying to get himself arrested so he can get into the same prison that Frontier's Man is in. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's where we're heading. Yeah. This guy, this guy, for whatever reason, has beef with Frontier's Man. Yeah, that's a fun I, issue, man. I like, and I finished all of Frontier's Man too the, uh, last week. So oh, yeah, yeah, this is a cool like, read. Like Frontier's Man is now in this super max security prison. Yeah. There's apparently somebody with powers who can basically negate everybody else's power. Man, how about that thick lady they drew? Oh yeah, and she is beautiful, but thick as fuck. I was like, "That's Damn, her." That is not. Yeah, that's the, the girl with the with the powers. Yeah, she's like, like controlling everybody. She got a kid. Kinda like, it's kind of creepy in a way. Well, it, I don't know if that's a her kid or not, but like a clone. There's a very Rapunzel esque. On. There's a very Rapunzel esque quality to her. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but I do like I do like the fact that even like all these super villains in the super max security have no powers, but this one guy like what's his name Tower Tom or Tom Tower? Tower. Tom. I'm just Tower now. Just to Tower now, <laughs> and he's like, oh, they still have beef with Frontiersman, and Frontiersman yeah. is like you know a seasoned fighter. So even without powers, Frontiersman is mopping the floor with him. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's great. Yeah, it's he's like comic. he's like what 60 70 he's like an old man he's just yeah. ripping the shit out of these guys yeah it's a fun book, fun book. Uh, um 
and my last honorable mention this week is going to be okay. I got three honorable mentions. Go ahead, then, go ahead. All right, is going to be Alien number one. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't read this either. Um, I'm getting into that shit. But uh, I didn't even grab a cover. I didn't think anybody was going to pick that up. We are going. We are looking at essentially a synthetic suicide squad. What do you mean synthetic? Like ro- like Terminators? Well, the 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 synth the synth the synth the synthetic. Uh, oh, the beings, the synthetic beings in yes. aliens. Okay. okay. Um, essentially, they uh, there's a, a like a that's some, something bad happens on one of these planets with Wayland Utani. Uh, this planet is basically where innovators and, innovators and investors can decide without the interference of government and regulations what they want to do, uh, what they want to put their time and money into, and basically all the planet goes to shit. Well. Uh, another planet suffered, uh, has a, a nuclear detonation and the planet, this planet has some importance, like it's a agricultural planet that helps secure humanity's foothold in the solar system. Okay. So they're trying, but, uh, so the, the, uh, the, the, the government body has sent, has gone to get these synthetics who are like uh, rogue synthetics that have basically left the left the civilization behind because they don't want to have anything to do with humans, but they used to be, they used to work for like the government. Okay. And they're like, they, the, and they're like, uh, what, if you do this, if you can accomplish this mission to get this thing, that'll help with the radiation on this planet, all any and all synthetic beings in the sis in the, in our systems. Okay. will be granted full citizenship. So these, oh wow! So they're okay. they're like willing to put up a big reward for this thing. Hmm. It's it, but so but we're looking at essentially a, a, a synthetic suicide squad. All right, interesting. That was pretty good. Number three, number three, Metal Society number five. Is it all right? Finish. It it, it is. Um, it's a bittersweet pyretic victory. I would call it. Yeah, it's nobody won, but it doesn't matter because society is so twisted to the robots that everybody just acted like the robot won. Something like, well, yeah. Basically, it was kind of shit ending, man. It, it was well, kind of like, wow, that's kind of depressing. It was, okay, the, the, when these two fight, and if she was able to destabilize his stabilization unit, he yeah. wouldn't be able to continue the fight. Well, she succeeds. But he still continues the fight, so she offers up a draw, so neither one of them win. And what happens is, is uh, people, robots, and people start bum rushing the ring. Yeah, they're mad. They riot. They're, everybody's mad about this, and these two fend them off. But in the end, the she is killed. Yeah. And the uh, nobody wins, but every, like you said, everybody's treating the robot, or the the robot society is treating the robot like he won. Yeah. And in the end of it, he he that they're the humans are having memorials for her, and he basically sides with the humans, saying that he's he's not a fighter, he's a builder, and maybe it's time that we build something better together. Yeah. So there's a, I don't know. A, I a, understand it had like this high moral at the end, yeah. you know. But yeah, I didn't care for it. But he. I but I really enjoyed that. I, I mean, I no, was not happy. Cool. I was not cool. happy with the end result of the death. Of Gen yeah. 3, or Rosa Gen 3. Yeah, me neither. But in the end, it did accomplish something. I think that's I think, 
I think it. I think it didn't do anything bad. It didn't do anything bad, but I think it kind of makes it a little of the future. I think it kind of a little bit better. I think it was almost too open ended for me. Like the book was always teetering on talking about revolution, you know, and talking about how it works. And by the end of the book, we still didn't get there. One guy revolted and moved over to the other side no he wasn't the, the only one ground. He, no he, he wasn't but it still wasn't like this big societal breakdown where i thought this book was going to get big but it he tried went, to get big it, he but went it never against went there he went against the robots or robot society yeah. and no, others I joined him no no i get that yeah. it's just i don't know i was expecting this to break out with full-on revolution by the end of it like big you're talking like Skynet. <laughs> Skynet yeah, like it was going to go big in scope, but it didn't. Yeah. All right, my number two. Uh, I think they're actually going to do more of that book. Metal Society, I, hope so. I think we'll see a sequel. Uh, my number two, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Number four, Josh Williamson, Dan Sampier, and Alejandro Sanchez. I'm still having just the best fucking time with this fucking event. I don't give a shit. Uh, Andy's number two is A Town Called Terror. Great fucking book. Awesome issue. He's flying at the end of the issue, which was just... I thought that was funny as fuck when he's flying around with with wings. I just thought that was hilarious. I don't know why. I literally laughed out loud when I saw it. Because a vampire. But it was, it's still a damn good book. Still some of the best horror on, on shelves. But Oh, yeah. It's been pretty um, good. But Dark Christ on Infinite Earth, man, it is kind of a slow burn. But there were just some big fucking moments in this. Uh, the Legion of Doom is all planning, you know, what they're going to do. And then Deathstroke just surprises him and attacks him, which we should have known he's been doing that the whole fucking series. Uh, the tie-ins to this are a lot more important than everybody's been you know, leading into. Uh, you almost have to read Flash to fully understand everything they're talking about here. Uh, but I don't care. It's fucking cool. I'm having such a great time. Way more fun with this than I am with uh, Judgment Day. Uh, and it had the JSA in it. It had fucking justice league dark was added you know this issue everything is sort of getting put into place um for pariah's big fucking thing to happen and nobody's able to stop him um it was great it was really fucking cool i love what they're doing with nightwing in this you know being all down and out because he let the teen titans get beat this really feels like a universe encompassing sort of event where every corner of the DC universe is, is being brought into it. Um, but it's not deep. It's not like this big, heavy fucking thing you got to carry around. It's just fun. It's just big, huge, dumb, stupid, cool shit going on. Um, but maybe I'm comparing that to judgment day where it's the complete opposite. It feels completely detached from everything else that was happening with the Avengers, with, which is weird because you love X-Men. I do. It feels detached from the X-Men dude. It feels like the X-Men could go in there and just wipe the floor with all of these motherfuckers if they wanted to. Why aren't they? Why are you not sending a Legion bomb on these motherfuckers? What are you doing? They have... Uh, I don't want to get into it. Because this is about Dark Crisis, not about Axe. And I'm trying not to shit on the event so hard. But I am not having a good time with it at all. But Dark Crisis number four is my number two this week. Ah. Dave, number two. My number two is going to be highball number one. Oh, man, did I grab a screenshot for that? I did not. Sorry. I knew it was going to be hard for you this week. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the art in this book at all. The, the, art, the art is kind of meh. 
but Man, the story the, the story word. is the story is kind of is really kind of hilarious when you when you actually start like getting into it okay uh essentially humanity is allied itself with this alien species and they're very bureaucratic and they're very uh they're rules based they're very rules based they don't think highly of humans but they basically allied themselves with humans like your primitive monkey brains can't comprehend our new payment policy and all that all right all right and what was that book uh where earth became like a spaceport for aliens and they did the same thing like they were like nah um, we're gonna kick it here but remember that i know book? which that one book? i know which one you're talking yeah, about that, came that out book was rad that, that book was, was rad yeah uh i have to look it up but uh yeah, but go, our, ahead. go ahead our 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 protagonist is essentially the best star, uh, fighter pilot in the galaxy under oh the when he's drunk when he's drunk that's right i did read this again the art i couldn't get into it but it's just i only got about five pages in i think <laughs> but like he go they send him on this mission and they're like there's nothing there except for like a meat processing plant in this system well, yeah. he goes there and he finds what is essentially a sun-killing nuclear weapon that the the aliens that humanity has allied themselves with oh has, are going to blow up the sun. They're, it's, well, they're it's what started the war with another alien species. Is use huh. of these devices, and they got like this bird alien being like, you know, uh, I declare war on your ship. I declare war on your policy. I declare war on your politics. <laughs> it's just, it was just really funny to read read these interactions and the and highballs like I need I, I wish you would really stop hitting my ship. Yeah. <laughs> like the word the alien bird is just whacking his ship. He's, so it's like a comedy though. It's, it's kinda of, they're, they're it's a comedy. Full yeah. on. They're like and like the the military's upset because you know he they told him like to do something about the nuke and he detonates the nuke. Well, that, that's something. <laughs> they like he's like, well, you said do something about the nuke, so I just yeah. figured destroying it. Well, that's it took cool. out a whole solar system. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> the alien yeah, bird I, I is dead. The art just I hate the art. art. The art I is a little the, the art is a little off putting at times, but overall the story can be very funny, and I think there's cool. a lot of like you well, know maybe I'll go back a lot of jabs at yeah. uh, like corporate culture in there. Yeah, how I, how best I can put it. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll go back and check it out. Uh, that comes back to me for the final. Number one is Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing, Carmen Carnero doing the art. Uh, best issue of the series so far. Uh, basically, we're exploring deep modern-day sociopolitical ideas with the backdrop of Steve Rogers' 80 Years of American History in the most traditional sense. Um, this issue in particular puts socialism uh, in strong focus uh, putting history in its full context, and it was superb, dude. I really got off on this issue just because of the way they were doing that. Uh, the whole thing has kind of been sort of looking at Captain America as like a piece of American history who is stuck as a piece of nostalgia, who cannot become modern, who cannot move into the modern world and be relevant in the same way that he used to be, and he's struggling with that. And he's trying to figure out why by talking to people, you know, because that's how you do it. And he has this great conversation with this guy in the bar about how unions built the country, how groups of workers built the country. And, yeah, it really touched me, you know, just because that's the kind of, uh, you know, I, I'm going to bring up Andy's uh, comment in a minute. But I know that's Dave's number one, too. So we're going to hold off. Um, um, there's no way it can't be. 
Um, but yeah, I really like this Captain America book. It's the better of the two books, in my opinion, uh, at least this early on. And there's kind of a bit of a social relevance there. Uh, with it's the Captain America. Stuff. There's always social relevance. Yeah, Even the other Cap book has a shit. They were doing like um, human trafficking in the damn other one. You know, there's always a social relevance here. But the relevance in this issue really touched me. Um, there's still some solid action in this as well. Some big two-page fight spreads that Carmen Carnero is just killing. Um, but it's kind of took a backseat to the politics, which is what you want from a fucking Captain America book. So, uh, yeah, Captain America, Sentinel Liberty, number four, my number one. What was Andy's number one? Shock shop. Shop shop. It was Dave, good. I, I, that's not I, your number one. That's this not week? my number one. That's not wow, my number one. Wow, this was fucking excellent. I had this, a, it this was, was my it, other. Oh, man, I had a great time. It was with this good. Book. And it's very clever in how they executed it. Yes. Uh, but I just, this, this is basically a taste of what's to come. It's too, it's an anthology kind of deal. This book it's is a two, it's kind of like a, an old pulp back and forth, like a flip yeah. book. You get one story on the front half, one story in the back half. So really it's just half a story. You're getting two halves of, of two different stories, but man, they were both really, good they were stories. really good. They were both really good. It's just, yeah. I, 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 I really liked I really like Batman 127 a whole lot better. Oh, my God. I did not even grab the fucking – I did not think that you would pull Batman in there. Talk about a fucking comedy. Oh, my gosh. Batman 127, Chip Zdarsky, and uh, who's doing the art right now? Uh, Jimenez. Yeah, Jimenez, yeah. Dude, this book was fucking laugh out loud funny, and it didn't – I don't think it was on purpose. No, Batman is a fucking shadow of himself, and it's the most hilarious shadow ever. It is. It's like very, it's like fuck? very reminiscent of like Adam West Batman, and he's up against the Terminator. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is you're supposed to be Batman without yeah. Bruce, and it's yeah. just not working. How about the backup story. That's what I really like. Where Penguin is still around. Penguin's still around. Penguin. That was the fucking Penguin at the end of that book, dude. That was. I thought that was one of his kids. Nope, I think that's a fucking penguin. I thought that was one of his kids. I mean, maybe, maybe. Then, then, I think they're still trying to keep a lid on that whole thing and just tease I, us a little bit. I, I thought she was hired to find the kids. She was, but I think I think that was that, that was Oswald, dude. I think it was Cobblepot. I think it was the old man. I don't know. Yeah. But still a pretty good issue. He's sort of... I like the throwback in this where they're talking about, well, and, you know... It was a throwback to an issue where the Justice League finds out that Bruce has created contingency plans for the entire Justice League. And yes. Clark is pissed, and he goes to confront him. And then Clark, like, throws it in his face. Well, what's our what's your contingency plan for you, Batman? He's like, you are, you motherfucker. Yes, you that the is what the League are. That is, that is, like, that is like one of the more uh, well-referred-to Batman yes. Justice League stories. Yeah. Well, it's all about the prep time. Yeah, you know they always try to. Oh, Batman is ready for anything, and that's one of the issues that really cemented that as an idea in the but, eyes of the reader. But the but at the end of the the, the end of the main story, that yeah. does come around because the contingency plan for what if happens if Batman goes rogue is the Justice League, and who shows up? The, the man, Superman shows up, and so the we'll and the Terminator Batman is just like. I urge you to leave. <laughs> it's just like, uh, no. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I I'm not even really sure exactly what fail safe is supposed to be. I, All right. I know 
that Batman built a failsafe in if he ever went rogue, right? Yeah. I don't know why he's all in Saba or whatever, Abominar or whatever. I don't the fuck understand it why he. I, I don't, don't understand get why. it. It's fun. It's big dumb stupid it's fun. Big dumb stupid fun. I, I don't, don't understand why. Batman. Why this Batman? Why <laughs> Ibn Zor or whatever his name is just yeah. showed up? It, it, Here we go, old chum. Even Robin's <laughs> like, "What the fuck, dude? What?" <laughs> Batman. Batman is basically Adam West Batman. Yeah, basically. dude. Oh man, I would not have expected you in this week where Vineyard, Ward, Last Line, Golden Rage all hit that you would have chose the most popular fucking comic book in the world as your number one. I movie. I enjoyed it. No, it was fun. I just it was a surprise. Because uh, the vineyard, horny as hell, horny, yeah. horny and hard vineyard as hell. Is pretty horny. Last line, a little slow. I didn't pick up last line. A little slow, a little slow. Uh, Ward, number Ward. four, wrapping the series, fucking beautiful. I want it was, more. It was I great. I, I do want a continuation of that. Yeah, we need an ongoing with that. But, now that the hospital is out, oh, we yeah. need an ongoing. Do it, Kevin Scott. Do uh, it. Golden Rage. Uh, it, it was all right. It didn't, it didn't work for me this week. It was all right. Yeah, it's actually this issue actually worked a little bit better for me than the setup we had last time, but it still yeah. seems like so much setup. It's still setting up. Um, but yeah, how about Boogeyman? Boogeyman was fucking right. Boogeyman too. was good. Boogeyman was really good. I it's was just, really shocked. I was I was pleasantly surprised by Boogeyman, yeah. but it it I, I still want to see where it's going. I like oh, yeah, it me too. Me I too. like it. Uh, There's a lot of setup. I want to see yeah. once they get into the flow of the story. Yeah, for sure. Um, but man, so many good books this week. Um, but again, Axe really disappointed me. But uh, thanks everybody for hanging out. We really appreciate it. We're going to talk more tomorrow night when we do the uh, Monday night show. It'll probably just be me and Taylor. Hopefully, Adam finds some time and shows up. But we're going to talk about all the new books coming out um, before now and then. Check out the comic book bullies. They're going to show up right here on this Facebook channel. Um, also, look for them. Uh, go to outrightgeekery.com. Bunch of links up there, including everything to the bullies. Uh, Leroy and Eli talking that fucking pop culture. They're going to go probably shoulder deep, just their head sticking out to get run over by a lawnmower into D23 and all the shit that came out there. Um, and come <laughs> on over. That, the yeah, definitely. Yeah. We got links up to there to that. Go to there. Uh, October is spooky month and December is Stan Lee month. Andy is, you know, doing a whole bunch of fucking fun shit over on that outright geekery group. So, yeah, go to Facebook, search out Ray Geekery if you don't want to go to OutRayGeekery.com. Easy to find. And, uh, yeah, so much fun that he's having over there, and we really appreciate it, Andy. Uh, so, yeah, check out the bullies. Come back tomorrow and check us out. Thanks for hanging out, but most of all, thanks to this guy for hanging out with this guy. Always fun. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. I didn't miss Taylor at all. <laughs>